Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield, and with me today is Mike Burse, co-host of The Voyages, Sweet Media's new dedicated TOS, TAS, and Kelvinverse podcast. Mike, how are you today? Oh, doing pretty good. It's a weekend, so keeping the kids busy and occupied is always a fun thing. Nice. Well, welcome to the network, and thanks for joining me today. That's a pleasure. Looking forward to it. Listeners, today we are reading and discussing your comments on Envoys, the second episode of Lower Decks. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Trek episode as it drops and other topics we decide to talk about along the way. To join the conversation on Facebook, type The Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at Open Channel Trek. I'll post an open channel conversation thread after each new episode drops. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments may be edited for time. Mike, have you seen the episode? Oh, I've seen it three times now, twice with the kids and once on my own. All right, I'm at two times. What'd you think about it? I enjoyed it. It was, they didn't try to stuff as much in, I think, not being the first episode. Yeah. So it was much more of a traditional kind of AB story going on so it was a fun fun ride oh yeah i agree well let's go ahead and listen to what our listeners had to say yeah let's get into it first one here is from mickey gunter says i'm really enjoying the show belly laughs Mm-hmm. that's good to hear that you're enjoying it that much i haven't actually had a belly laugh yet but i'm sure it's coming i laughed out loud in the first and second episode and thanks for commenting mickey mickey and i met at stlv last year and she also has her own business called Make It So, and that's spelled S-E-W. And she's really, really talented and makes all sorts of cool stuff, including a bunch of Trek masks. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to look that up. Mm-hmm. And she's an amazing cosplayer, too. Rob Vaughn on Twitter says, Love this show despite only being two episodes in. Mariner's awesome dream sounded familiar. Hmm. What'd you think about that, Mike? Honestly, I'm kind of blanking out on what she actually said. I am too. I can see her sitting there having the dream, but I just hear her mumbling. Oh, I feel terrible. I see this third time. <laughs> Maybe on the third watch I'll get it. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that again. Um, so next listener was, I hope I get this right, Paloma Bennett. That's right. Awesome. Ensign Mariner's friendship with Karin reminds me of Jetsia, Dax, and Kor. Also, Mariner boosting Boimler's spirits by having her frangy friend pretend to be a typical one from Star Trek TNG, while he's really more like Quark from DS9 is sweet. I really like that sequence as well. He's doing the human, human with the hands and everything, too. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I see the connection with Jadzia and Kor also. Yeah, she does have a lot of Jadzia in her. She, she knows mm-hmm. how to kick butt. Oh, yeah. I love when he comes in and... Uh, she just goes right at him and starts attacking him. Boiler's freaking out. Yeah, and insults his manhood a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> or his Klingon maleness. <laughs> yeah, it was a good little sequence there. Joshua DeVries says, Was Boimler's comment about his fate being reconstructed from video logs as an Aquiel reference? 
I kept waiting for him to mention being eaten by an inexplicable shapeshifter. Joshua, I had to include this comment because I am in the minority of Star Trek fans that love Aquiel, and it reminded me of that episode too. Oh, yes, yes. This is bringing back a lot of memories now. I did like his whole sequence there about him having to reconstruct the video and how he's just going on and on about it. Yeah, it's kind of tropey. A little bit. But but I like that. Like, it could be a few different things, right? Yeah, it kind of goes back to where Mike McMahon's talked about the A-plots becoming the the B-plots becoming the A-plots. Usually you'd have the bridge crew go somewhere and they find the video and they got to figure what happened. So it's just a funny little little reference there. Yeah, it reminds me of a couple of Enterprise episodes as well. And I just, I don't know, I want to know what your feelings are about Aquiel, Mike. Do you remember it? I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'm kind of I'm blanking on it right now. Okay, so this is not a TNG show, but it's when Jordy finds the video logs of Aquiel, and he's trying to find out if she's still alive, and it turns out that the dog is the shapeshifter, and the shapeshifter can, like, basically killed her, and then the dog, and she at one point she goes, I'm scared, Jordy! Oh, right. Yep. Yeah, let's bring it back now. <laughs> I loved it. I love the episode. I know lots of people that do not like the episode, but I really like it. Yeah, there's a lot of Trek episodes that kind of get ragged on, but there's always something fun in each one of them. Yeah. Even something like Threshold from Voyager. <laughs> oh, we're not going there today. <laughs> I can find fun stuff in it, but yeah, it's, it's one of those kind of episodes where a lot of people don't like it, but it's, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I would not put them in the same category. <laughs> Threshold is weird. <laughs> I'll give you that. It is weird. We're pretty close to, like, girls and I are rewatching Voyager right now, and uh, we're pretty close to that episode, so I'm interested to see what they talk, think about it. I actually just started the episode after Threshold last night. Oh, yeah, we're on um, After Tattoo. Okay. I can't remember the name of the episode, but, yeah, they're enjoying it. They're six and eight. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I started them on Voyager, obviously, because of Janeway. Yeah. And they, they love Janeway. They think she's a, a badass. Of course she is. She's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so next listener here is Nicholas Paul Collinson. Says, that was really fun. Didn't like how they talked about my dream Star Trek careers. Studying alien bugs being the lamest thing you could do. But I'll forgive you, Lower Decks, because you make me laugh. I really like how supportive the whole crew were of Rutherford's wanting to change departments. I always love a good drunk Klingon. And I like how all the joking Star Trek references, Corinne needing hot worms, and the monologue about working on a remote asteroid base worked as a deep-cut self-aware reference. And also as funny gags for new viewers. My partner found them just as funny as I did. Now, there are a lot of good pieces to this one. Mm-hmm. But a good, a good drunk Klingon's always a laugh. You, yeah. I, I, I enjoy a good drunk Klingon as well, Nick. Especially when he takes off with the shuttle. <laughs> and it was so funny when it hit the other shuttle and just kind of like... Yeah, just kind of stuttered around and kept going. And He steals a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of little references. Lots of different aliens we saw in this one too, which was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I like how it was like little Kronos and little Andoria. And oh, yeah. It's like going to Chinatown. I know. And we saw a lot of traditional Trek aliens and then some new ones that we've never seen before too which i love yeah yeah they're doing a good job of kind of putting them in there and not making it a spectacle but just fun stuff for people to know yeah and there was the little gay couple next to each other in their bathing suits on the in the 
in the little sequence before the water fountain and it was cool it reminded that that sequence reminded me a little bit of rick and morty which is not surprising yeah i haven't actually seen i think i've seen 10 minutes of rick and morty and now i I have to go back and watch it because of this yeah i've been enjoying this a lot but it's it's good stuff i think mike mccann said a lot that he wants people to be able to rewatch and find something new every time and he definitely do it's been great that way oh yeah definitely all right, well, Casey Pettit on Twitter is a first-time Twitter commenter. And I'm only giving you that little sing, Casey, because this is the first time that you're commenting on this show, although you've commented many times on my other show at the other network. So this is your, this is your free pass to get me to sing for you. Casey says, This felt like a true Star Trek episode to me. Me too, Casey. It wasn't as funny to me as the first episode and was much slower in pace. However, the Easter eggs, good messages, and overall light humor were still fantastic. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Casey, I'm glad you found us over here, and thank you for your comment. Yeah, I really like this. It was more of a traditional Star Trek episode, and the whole the crew being a family, like Mariner setting that up so Boimler feels better about himself. I loved that. That was perfect. It was a good friend move. And then her sitting there and just taking it at the end. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like a cap, that's captain material. Yeah, yeah, she does seem to have that in her. But she's got a long way to get there. I think they're going to learn from each other quite a bit over the course of the season and however long the show goes. Yeah. They both have different different strengths for sure. Right. But it was a nice little, kind of a good friendship episode. Yeah, and I think she's a lot more like her mother than they both would like to think. Yeah, I'm betting that's a lot of where their their um, fighting comes in. They do seem to be similar mm-hmm. so far. I mean, we haven't seen that much of her mother, but it seems to be going that way for sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on Twitter, we've got at CJ1701D, and they're a first-time commenter. You, you're supposed to sing that. <laughs> that was me trying to sing. You're supposed to sing that, Mike. That wasn't singing. <laughs> that was me trying. I don't have the singing voice you have there, Chris. It's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> nobody does and nobody should. <laughs> uh, so they say, I like the first episode. I love this one, especially at the end with the Jeffrey's Tube and the reveal with Mariner and the Ferengi. It was the kind of feel-good, we-have-each-other's-back type of story I'm looking for right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was a nice touch at the end where, what's her name, Tendi is in the Jeffrey's Tube with Rutherford and just watching the Pulsar and mm-hmm. and he's just enthralled with whatever he's doing in terms of engineering. Like I love the part where the, he's looking at the uh, Jeffrey's tube and it kind of glimmers for him and the music comes. Yeah, that was cool. I was really moved by this episode a little bit, you know? And CJ1701D, I'm going to go ahead and sing first time commenter <laughs> for you so that you don't feel gypped out of it because Mike, Mike wouldn't, Mike wouldn't sing for you. <laughs> I'll work on my singing voice for next time. All right, good. Ian Davies on Twitter says, Another good one. It didn't feel as frantic as the first one. I like how they are building Mariner's character, and I think I am Rutherford after this episode. Hashtag tube life. Yeah, I'm really liking Rutherford a lot. Yeah, he's a good good character. I like each character has got a little different feel to them. And he is so... He's almost so innocent. Yeah. Like, he just tries to go to all these different departments just to spend some time with Tendi because she wants him to. 
I think that's a nice little friendship they have going there. Mm-hmm. He's just a he's a fun character because he is just he's so innocent, he's so worried about what everybody else is how they're feeling. And I'm obsessed a little bit with the way that they animate his bionic eye. Yes, it changes so much. The character of it changes a lot. It's really cool. Yeah, it's I I've noticed that too. I don't think a lot of people notice that, but the eye does change quite a bit throughout every mm-hmm. ep- the two episodes. So it's just something. Yeah, listeners keep an eye on it. Literally. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to your questions and concerns. There were just a couple. Okay, so we've got Kieran West. I'm just not convinced by the show. Episode two is better than episode one, but it's poor. <laughs> Seems like a load of old ideas rehashed. Kind of feel it's a missed opportunity. Oh, it, this breaks my heart, Kieran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry you're not enjoying it that much, Kieran. You're certainly entitled to feel that way, but I just, I just, I don't, I don't agree. I hope that you start liking it more as it continues. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, not everything's me for everyone, but hopefully it does pick up for you and you find some things that you can enjoy in it. Yeah, and I think that we have not heard from Kieran before either, so this is your first time. Also, I'm, I'm beating this dead horse on this episode. <laughs> Joshua DeVries is back and says, I liked this one. It gave a nice official intro to the bridge crew and deepened the characters with a bit of slower pace that worked well. One concern, though. I'm surprised Mariner never called out Boimler for his mega-racist characterization of all Ferengi being dangerous. The final scene with Mariner cleared things up for the audience, but I'm just reminded of Harry Kim telling Quark that Starfleet cadets are warned about Ferengi being untrustworthy. By this time, Nog is a Starfleet officer, so it's sad to see these generalizations persisting among other officers, even if the Ferengi was intentionally acting very sketchy. Joshua, that's a really good point, and I'll admit that that also crossed my mind when when I first saw that scene. Yeah, that is a really good point, and that that came up. Uh, actually, my my six year old asked why he said the Ferengi's were like that. Mm. She was confused. So we had a little conversation about how you know. There's a stereotype for certain people sometimes, and not everybody is that way. There may be one person in that whole kind of group that is that way, but they get labeled, and then people think that they are a certain way, and they come with preconceptions. So it was an interesting little conversation with a six-year-old, but it was definitely something she picked up on. Wow. Yeah. Mike, that is good parenting. Good job. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a six-year-old. You know, these things are... If your six-year-old is noticing noticing that think about what other things that they notice yeah it's it's just that that in the sense of why why do they do that Mm -hmm. why would you need to do that and i love that having kids makes you really sometimes you kind of you think about it but then you kind of pass over it because i mean you get older and you kind of see some of the stuff but they just remind you like why right why is somebody doing this to somebody doesn't make sense so that, that was a good thing to pull out you have to be carefully taught to quote a lyric from South Pacific. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to your final thoughts now. So we've got Janessa Kiharta. I want to give Rutherford a big damn hug because he's just so adorable. He's totally my bae for the series, and I'm shipping him and Tendi hard. I love seeing all the aliens everywhere, from the hapless Bajoran and sick bay to all the Andorans and more planet side. Frangie, heart emoji. Hey, I wonder if the animation team will bring in Kazinti from the original animated series and from Larry Niven's known space books in Picard. That would be a cool callback. 
Yeah, I, I think they're shipping. I so I asked Janessa what she meant by shipping. Could be in in just listeners. She said I'm shipping him in Tendi Hard. So she DM'd me back and said shipping is slang for relationship in fandoms. And when I ship them hard, it means I'm really into it. Ship can refer to canon and non-canonical relationships between fictional characters. Ship is almost used in a romantic context. I had never heard that before. Oh, you never heard that? No, you have? Yeah, I've heard that. What? (laughs) You gotta have an eight-year-old. Where have I been? (laughs) I don't have an eight-year-old. Not yet. (laughs) Some advantages, you hear things. So I'm shipping him so hard. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think they're going to be, it's definitely a friendly relationship. I don't know if they're going to go with more more of that, but they seem very similar in a lot of ways. Like even the first episode, mm-hmm. how I totally expected when they were talking about Rutherford said that he wasn't going to go on another date with the other ensign because she didn't worry about doing this diagnostic. And I totally expected Tendy to be like, what are you talking about? And then she agreed with them. <laughs> so they just seem to be kind of two souls that think a lot alike. So it's going to be a fun relationship. Yeah, they, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. We don't even really know Tendi's sexuality, but, you know, we don't really know anything, but it could be something that they tease us with for a long time, which could be fun. Yeah, that's a good point. We don't even know if Tendi's into that. She might right. do something totally different. So Who knows? And the Kazenti would be interesting to see again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from the TAS. I like how TAS is kind of getting more love, and we definitely are going to pick up on that on the voyages, so it'd be interesting to go into that some more. Oh, good. I can't wait for The Voyages to start. That's going to be a great series on this network. Karen Chupless on Twitter, who found us also over here from my previous show, says, Thoroughly enjoyed this episode. We officially have an arc, the energy ball, and we have an official phrase, my bones. I had at least three LOL moments. Mariner has a real Jadzia vibe this episode, and I am here for it. Overall, 3.5 out of 5 flagons of blood wine. Well, Choopy, thanks for finding us over here. I'm so glad that you're in the conversation now. Well, see, I can't sing, and you got to do the bones thing, right? It's my bones! <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it's, it seems to be a little catchphrase. You could sing the Blast Shield song. Blast Shield goes up, Blast Shield goes down. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was great. Yeah. I was glad that we finally had context for it. Yeah. yeah it was nice to see in the trailers there. Yeah, the Jadzia thing coming up again for Mariner. She definitely has that, like, real badass, and she knows everything, what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I love her. And the energy ball. Okay, so we have to address the energy ball, because it happened in the teaser, and then we didn't see it again, so it's got to come back. And it's in the captain now, so I'm assuming that from the next week on Lower Decks that it's going to involve that somehow. Yeah, and I can't remember what the energy ball said exactly as it went at the captain, but it'll be interesting to see how they use that. Yeah, and was it like the type of energy ball that was in the child that went into Troy, or was it? Was, is there another reference that I'm missing that I don't know? I'm sure that there are other people out there commenting on, on what they think it is. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, definitely comment if you can think of any other references. That's the only one that comes to mind for me as well, is from the child. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah. But I'm excited because it looks like we're going to get more of Don Lewis, the captain. So I I just love her so much. 
Yeah, it'll be good to see more of her, especially her relationship with Mariner. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, Mike, what'd you think of our listeners' comments this week? I think it was a good mix, and I, I think it's kind of taken the general theme with it. Like, it was just a solid episode. I mean, nothing amazing, nothing terrible. Just a good episode of Trek. Yeah, really good episode. Well, thank you again for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun having you on. Yeah, it's been great to be here. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've been watching Open Channel and listening to it. It's nice to be on. Well, thanks. And please tell our listeners where they can find you online. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter mainly at MikeBurst6. I've also got a small Trek podcast that I run. It's Star Trek in 30 Minutes or Less. Right now, just going through Star Trek Continues. It's at Trek Threshold on Twitter. And then also look up The Voyages, TOS, on Twitter. And we'll be getting that going very shortly. Looking forward to that. Cool. Listeners, it has been so much fun reading and discussing your comments on Envoys today, and I'm so thrilled that you're a part of this Star Trek community conversation. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing The Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. Keep an eye out for my Open Channel Conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. I'm gonna ship him so hard. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program for Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. And she starts swinging it in a ridiculously reckless way. But it's so over the top that I was laughing out loud and it's putting a smile on my face. I know you were laughing I really when you first related saw it. to that moment. <laughs> you know I get over the top. It was, uh, I just think it gives a good idea at her. And the way they cut around it, it's so close in her face. You're like, oh my God, she's crazy. And then we get the moment where she just slices it into his leg. And it's very graphic. Oh, it's re- detail. You see the muscle, like the different muscles torn. You can like see the, the Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, I think you see bone as well. Loading Sweet preview program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. The orangey skin makes me think of something else. Makes you think nowadays. of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and bad hair. Oh my god! He's Kazon. Donald Trump is Kazon. Trump is Kazon. Oh my god! I'm surprised he's not calling himself Marge Trump. <laughs> because he's not very bright either. No, it fits perfectly. I understand it all now. We've we've just been taken over by the Kazon. And we didn't even realize it. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Listeners, we've just solved the mystery of the last four years in the United States. Loading Sweet preview program for There Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I mean, but of course I'm hoping that in the future, drag is a whole lot easier. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't take like two hours to get done up. Right. Because I'd be late for all my duty shifts. So <laughs> they'd be like, red alert, captain of the bridge. I'd be like, uh, just a minute. <laughs> just got to tuck here. And put my wig on. <laughs> could you imagine? Yes. Yes, I could. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.